0: First presentation by Professor Dhanamanjari and she is going to speak to us on mobility into power of the Dalit women sarpanchas and the comparison with the upper caste male sarpanchas in Maharashtra, a story of two extremes on the spectrum. Okay, then. So, okay, where are you? You can go ahead, yes. Yes, uh, thank you very much, uh, Professor Guru. I'm. I'll start by saying that uh, I'm very happy to be here uh, because this is the first time I'm attending this international conference on Maharashtra Uh, and uh, I also have a feeling that maybe I am breaking a link which has been established right from the beginning, but I will still continue with this, my presentation. Um, I have a bad throat, so I'm a bit sorry for that. So... uh, uh, Second slide. Yes. So uh, it has been um, famously accepted in India uh, that uh, the interests of the powerful have been have to be balanced with those of the demands of the marginalized. And uh, there have been two important ways in which this actually has happened. Um, The first is, of course, the well-known phenomena of vernacularization of politics. And the second is the localization of of politics. Uh, I will concentrate on the second aspect here. Um, So uh, one of the ways in which uh, localization has happened in India is via the 73rd amendment to the constitution which happened in 1993 Uh, according to this what happened was that at the village level there were to be the gram panchayats which were to be elected first of all which is very important that they were to be elected and they would also have some functions and sources of revenue. So on these two important accounts, that is um, the gram panchayats would have uh, elected uh, uh, panchans and they would uh, elect a sarpanch and they would have uh, uh, some other sources of function. uh, They they would have other functions and sources of revenues. So uh, this was the new thing. So we have, this has been happening since 1993. So we have some history with respect to what has happened there. Now, um, interestingly in India, what we see is that uh, the phenomena of decentralization and globalization has all happened almost at the same time, which is that the economy started to open up um, around 1991 and um, the uh, process of decentralization also started sometime around 1993. So it's an interesting thing which has happened because at the same time, the international funding agencies also started to talk about decentralization for better governance. So what they said was that if you want to have uh, some amount of funding from us, you will have to decentralize. Now, uh, in the developed world where they had mature um, democratic systems, uh, decentralization of this kind had already happened, but um, it started to happen in India, say around the same time. Uh, This uh, decentralization um was also accused of you know making the state weak or making the center weak uh and like you know it was said that it would lead to hallowing out of the state uh, from the both ends because if you have globalization of um, the economy on one end and if you have uh, local bodies having more power then the central government and the state government will not have enough power to do what they want to do but i don't really think that has happened at this stage i must also bring in what was done by rajiv gandhi and his perceptions about uh, the governance in india uh, first of all we know that he was he came to power in 1984 and Actually, the opening up of the economy started in 1984, though it was not announced, it was not declared, but uh, most of the economists would say that it happened slowly and steadily from 1984. And with respect to governance, his ideas were informed by what he thought about the corruption in the developmental schemes, Uh, the delays which were there, which happened from top till the village uh, level and he also t- spoke about the role of the power brokers so it was within this framework that he actually tried to pass the localization bill uh, once in 1987 once in 1988 but he could not do it and his idea was to give the direct power to the people of india now if you come to maharashtra Uh, We see that uh, the Panchayat Law was passed in 1993 and gave 27% of the reservation to SCs and STs and to women it was increased, uh, it was 33% and afterwards it was increased to 50% in 2011. Um, Now the case for uh, reservations of this kind for different ethnic groups or for women has been argued well in the domain of political science uh, you have the theory has of the politics of presence then you also have the theory of critical mass in political participation and of course we all know here that ambedkar had spoken about it and written about it in 1940s itself now uh, what i have done is that um, I have done a comparative analysis of 32 villages with 30, um, which have Dalit woman serpentes and 32 villages which have upper caste male serpunches and they were selected pairwise the survey was done in April May 2018 and I would I would just like to quote Peter D'Souza and say that I have tried to be a um, I have avoided being excessively evangelical or overly skeptical. Uh, I have fear of both. I don't want to do that. Uh, now around 200 and, uh, around 120 questions were asked and the idea was to find out what makes a Sarpanch effective and is the upper caste male Sarpanch more effective than the Dalit woman Sarpanch or it is not like that so for that um, i have four indices first is that of material assets which talks about land condition of house assets and things like that the second one is important which speaks about education and the health which a sarpanch gets from others the third is that of social discrimination which speaks about Disrespect of any kind, um, like you know, being p- called by the first name and things like that. Uh, the fourth one is that of index of political embeddedness, where I am looking whether the sarpanch, be it woman, uh, dalit or upper caste male, has got a family background, whether he or she has been a punch earlier, or um, whether uh, he or she has been, or anyone in the family has been a member of a milk cooperative or sugar cooperative and things like that and all these feed into or all these first four are independent variables and the final one is all these four lead to the effective participation of the Dalit or the open category male-female sarpanches. Now uh, the way in which effective participation has been defined is uh, I'm looking at the involvement and the knowledge about how the Gram Panchayat actually works and things like that. Now, um, what I find is that after doing this survey, uh, it was done, as as I've already said, that in in, uh, the villages of uh, Kolhapur and Sangli, uh, which are advanced parts of Maharashtra, relatively speaking at least. And uh, what we see, what I got was with respect to all the indices, actually the urban and the upper caste male sarpanches is statistically significantly better off. Uh, this is not a very surprising thing because we can imagine that he would be having more land, he would be having more political support and things like that. Uh, uh, so in a way, it is an expected kind of a result. The second thing which was uh, done is that there was a regression which was fitted and the main reason why the... The lit woman is not as effective as the urban male Sarpanch is that uh, she faces a lot of social discrimination. So um, what we find here is that social discrimination does hamper the work that you're wanting to do. It acts like a psychological barrier and which will uh, which will feed into the next slide where i'll say that yes um, it is accepted that the that the psychologists and the political scientists have been dealing with issues of dignity and self respect for some time now and how it affects performance but uh, now uh, many uh, economists are also trying to find out certain things and in a way find out uh, quantitatively the relationship between the independent variables, like I said, and how it affects the performance. So they are also using their methodologies and my paper is one such attempt to do something like that. But what we can also do is uh, we can look at some of the, we can look closely at some of the interesting and more granular results um and some of them are very interesting uh, unexpected and some of them are not expected what i found is that originally actually 60 percent of the female sarpanches they had to be coaxed into standing for elections they were not very willing to stand into elections and it is a phenomena which is known but 92 percent said that once they were elected they enjoyed being the Sarpanch, and surprisingly, as high as 62% said that uh, they would be willing to stand again if they are given the opportunity to do that. Next, um you know, folding unfolding of the flag, flag on the Republic Day or Independence Day is a very important event in any village. Um, So, uh, what I found is that earlier women were not allowed, women of any caste were not allowed to unfurl the flag. But here, 100% of the Dalit women were allowed to unfurl the flag. But uh, because maybe one of the reasons is that uh, photographs of uh, such functions are taken and they have to be sent or at least kept in the Gram panchayat office. Maybe that is the reason, but I'm not very sure about it. But all of them said that, yes, we were allowed in a way uh, to unfurl unfurl the flag, but only 37 were allowed to make the speech. So this is a very low percentage, which is there. Um, Again, another interesting thing is that only 27% uh, went out of their village to the bigger city or the center uh, for work. But uh, out of that, out of this 27%, 81% said that they liked going out for work. Now, 87 was is a very high figure, uh, which means that uh, they, first of all, uh, enjoyed being out and it also gave them the exposure to the outside world. There was a certain kind of a mobility which they enjoyed. And though 27 is a very low percentage, out of that 81 is... Somewhat high. Uh, next, what we see is that 70% always spoke in the Gram Panchayat. This is a very high figure, um, um, actually, and they always spoke, they said that uh, they always spoke in the Gram Panchayat meeting, and 73% said that uh, they attended the Gram Panchayat office every day which is also very interesting and somewhat unexpected for me. Because we also think that uh, Dalit, uh, not only Dalit, but for everyone, all women, it is the husbands who are doing the work. So, though that phenomena is there, you see that these people have been attending um, the Gram Panchayat meetings and offices. Now, um, in the budget of a Gram Panchayat, you have earmarked allocations for Dalits and for women but uh, what i found out was that the knowledge about dalits was um, i'll go down was higher almost double that of the allocation for women so it means in a way that um, their identity was more as a dalit and less as a woman and uh, 31% could explain the work which they had done very well after they had been elected. This was also a not a very low figure. Now, another interesting thing was that the role of young Dalit boys, but apparently not the girls, uh, but young Dalit boys were helping the Dalit woman serpentes in doing their work in the sense that they would read up things, tell her what to do and be with her. They would themselves also want to learn a whole lot of things because I suppose they were looking at um, their future and uh, things like that. Um, they would take a lot of initiative and find out things and inform her. So the Dalit woman uh, serpentes said that we are helped a lot by young Dalit boys. And um, it was also said that these boys are also, if they face some kind of a violence, then uh, they say that they will also retaliate with violence. Now, uh, violence... So, Satya, you are, we have yes. four and a half minutes. Yeah. Yes, I'll finish, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, this, uh, I mean, this kind of a violence being a prevalent or inevitable part of politics in India, I think at least um, the Dalit boys are trying to counter it in some ways so um what i've done is that basically is to give um, some features of an ongoing process which is happening and we are looking into how it how it has affected the the dalit women who have moved into power in some senses um some of the results are of course expected but some of the results are not expected and they are very positive, so to say. The real issue would be, I suppose, uh, is the speed of change acceptable? Because um, as Karl Poliani has said that um, different factors would affect the speed of change. Uh, So I'm sure some people will find that what is happening is uh, too slow and some people may say that it is okay, it's not so bad. But I'll finish by it is acceptable. To some people and not to some others, I'll finish by saying uh, what Amartya Sen himself said at some stage, which is that um, Indian people are very patient and they should become somewhat more impatient in their public lives. And I finish here. Thank you very much.